Homestyle Green, episode 272, A Passive House in Topo. G'day and welcome back to another episode of Homestyle Green. This is the podcast dedicated to inspiring people to make a better place to live. A quick shout out to ProClimber and specifically to Simon Cater who organised another interview for us this week. Uh, we're having a chat with Kim Feldborg of Valhalla Homes in Topor. And so we sat down uh, to have a, have a bit of a chat with, um, with Kim and also Simon's on the line as well. Now, Kim uh, came to New Zealand in 2007 and he was surprised just how cold and inefficient the ho- houses were here, despite growing up uh, in much colder European climates. He's originally from Denmark, but he has built houses around Greenland, Norway, Germany and England. But now, thanks to his certified passive house, he is able to keep himself warm in the relatively cold climate of Topor. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, at the moment, it's it's uh, everybody is busy um, in relation to, to building um, uh, passive houses, energy efficient houses. Um, that that market is is a, is a, a slow one, but uh, it seems that we're picking up a few bits uh, uh, now and again. So so that's pretty good. Well, Topo would be a, quite a good place to build a passive house, I would think. It's it's not the uh, the warmest of places in the middle of winter, and you also get quite warm in summertime. Yeah, that's correct. That's absolutely right. Um, yeah, definitely. It would. It, it's it's a good place to 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 do that kind of project. Um, uh, I don't know what it what it is, but um, even people here in Taupo say it's not cold. Right. <laughs> uh, <so even laughs> maybe people coming from Auckland and other places say it is cold, but uh, compared to to Europe and and North America, it's 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 probably not that cold but uh, i i have stayed a night in a cabin on the way to uh whakapapa ski field at uh, the south end of lake topor and a mm-hmm. uh and a holiday park there with a just a like a little transportable cabin uh which would have had very thin walls and yeah. uh, single glazed windows and it was probably the coldest night i have had <laughs> ever it yeah, was yeah. it was just no way of keeping that little cabin no. uh warm it was it was yeah. i think it was below zero degrees celsius that night and it, yeah that was yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was cold no it, it's definitely it's a it's a place that they, they could benefit from from the from that type of building and the, the reason why i got into it um was that we we moved here to new zealand in 2007 from the uk uh originally we are from from denmark um uh, and we we ended up in a house, a, a new built house in Taupo, and it was a freezing cold that first winter we were here. So, um, and I actually didn't did not know anything about passive house when I arrived here, but I couldn't understand that it had to be that cold anyway, um, because the houses in Europe uh, is built to a, a different standard than, than they are out here. So, so we, what, um, yeah. What was your background in in uh, in the Netherlands? Uh, Denmark and England. Oh, sorry, Denmark. What, what, what's your? <laughs> I'm a builder. I'm a I'm a carpenter. Uh, um, uh, I took my apprenticeship in Denmark in in the early '80s, and uh, 
back then, the, uh, the, the energy efficiency was not really a big thing uh, at that time. It was, pro- it was probably better than it is out here still today. Um, but it was not something that uh, that was hugely talked about. Yeah. Um, but when we came out here to New Zealand in 2007, uh, it was just shocking how cold that house we moved into, which was a brand new house. Um, yeah. So I, I just thought there must be a better way. If we're going to stay in this country, um, we don't want to live like this. So I, I started doing some research and came across the passive house concept and started to do some research on that uh, online and, and realized after some time I needed to, to do more to be able to to build this kind of house. Mm-hmm. So I actually joined up to a course with um, Alice Cara from Passive House Institute. Um, yeah. I had a course in Auckland. Um, and I went on that course. There was the second year running, I think, the second course you ran. Yeah. And I sat that course um, over, I think it was a four-week period that we went. I went to Auckland and and did that. And um, after that, I started, uh, I had more or less designed my own house at the time. But, of course, after setting the course, then I need. Uh, there was a lot of uh, tweaking that had to be done to the to the plans to make it work. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, that was really the start of the whole thing that we uh, we built that house, and um, uh, we now live in it here in in Taupo, Kinloch in Taupo. Uh, and from there, we have then had our doors open for yeah, open homes and and uh, people who are interested in, in come and have a look. And that's really where. The whole thing for me has started and, and kept rolling. Um, yeah, in that sense, yeah. So you got your that one certified. It's, it's a yes, certified, certified business. Yes. And how's it uh, performed now? Uh, what's it been? Four or five years you've been in there. Uh, we we moved in. Uh, when did we move in? We probably moved in in fourteen. Yeah, so we've been in it for eight, nine years or so. Right, and how's it how's it been yeah. in that time? Oh, lovely. We, we I would not live in any other house. Uh, I would if I had to move to uh, another place, I would move to another passive house. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because when you have been in it for a few years, then you don't really look at the performance anymore. You you just oh, it's just the way it is. Yeah, and it's just when you when you go to visit other people. That you realize how cold uh, other houses are here, especially in the middle of winter. Well, yeah, comfort's a funny thing like that. You tend to notice it when you're yeah. not comfortable, and it when you're when you're comfortable, it it doesn't really register. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. What were the challenges I, for you at that time? Back in 2014, 2015, I mean, the, the first house, the per, the first certified passive house in, in Australasia was only uh, finished in 2012. So I imagine it was fairly yeah. early days. What were some of the challenges for you uh, to to do that build? Uh, uh, the biggest challenge was probably the windows, getting hold of windows that will actually perform to that standard. 
mm-hmm. I had to import the windows from Denmark at the time. Um, and that was, that was not really difficult because I speak the language and, and yeah. communicate with the people. So, so it, it, in that sense, it was pretty easy. Um, we ran into other issues in relation to that, but that, that really doesn't matter today. Um, so, so that's part of it was fairly easy. It was a learning curve for me to start importing things, but that right. was just another part of the business. So, um, so that was fairly easy. The next thing was really all the, the air tightness issue with the house. And because that was completely new in this country that yeah. uh, nobody, nobody knew about it and, uh, thought it was a bad thing. Um, and we, there was a lot of communication, especially with ProClima in relation to their producer statements and, and all these sort of things. Um, but in, uh, apart from that, there was not a huge, because of what I did, I had designed the house myself and built it myself as a owner's build, design and build. Um, so, of course, I have to comply with all the rules and the regulations. But it seems that as soon as you do, you do self-build, they don't, for whatever reason, I don't know, they didn't care too much about what was going on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was the feeling I had. Maybe it's not true. Maybe it's not true. Was that the first time you had done a design and then a build? Because you, you're prime, first and foremost a builder. Um, yeah. Had you done a design? Had you done design work before? Yeah, I've got a um, a um, management um, uh, diploma from Denmark, so I have I have designing ex- not experience but um, theory. Right, uh, I've never worked as a designer apart from what I've done for myself. I've done a a couple of uh, small alterations in Taupo, and where I have designed them before all the um, uh, the regulation came in place, where you needed to be certified and and uh, all that sort of stuff. Uh, right. I have, right. Uh, I'm not, I'm a licensed building practitioner uh, as a carpenter, but not as a designer. So I can't do it anymore. But before right. that came into force, then I did a few things, but yeah. I'm not really interested in it. But you, yeah. So you know your way around a, a building consent and, and doing drawings for, for compliance. Yeah. Yeah. To a certain degree, they, they, they change this all the time. Uh, and I really don't want to be involved in that game. Yeah. I must rather be on site and, and make sure the things are actually built to the level, to the standard they have to be. Yeah. yeah. Did you have any issues in that in that area with things like the windows and with the air tightness and doing seals? Uh, because people were still pretty nervous about uh, leaky buildings at that stage and the, from the council and uh, building permission mm-hmm. point of view. Did you have any issues with I, this. I didn't have any issues with the council the council was very very easy here in Taupo right um, and that's what I said uh, uh, because I did an owner's build uh, maybe they they could just because what I did actually I, I did a lot of detailing on the plans uh, right there was a huge amount of detailing uh, also because I, I I wanted to make sure that it actually worked and because I just made uh, did the course, um, the passive house course, then I knew that I had to be very, very um, um, detailed uh, within my design. So 
make sure it worked. And I worked very closely with uh, Jason Quinn um, at the time. He, um, uh, you probably know all about him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he's he, a, a, pre- he, a pre- previous guest, big fan, big oh, fan okay. of his work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he he set the course at the same time as I did, so we went on the same course. Uh, so we 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 know each other to a certain degree, and um, because he he's more a theoretic guy than me, then he took actually over the whole PHPP thing of 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 my house, and we worked through that and make sure that everything worked. So so, so was he was good. not he was not the certifier then because he he became no. New Zealand's only certifier for for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was not certified at the time. My house is actually certified by a guy in Ireland. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because there was nobody here at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's part of being uh, at, at the forefront of uh, of things that you, you, were, you were, the industry was still getting organized at that stage. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So your house uh, has been a success for you. Uh, it works. You've opened it up. People have come through. Where would you like to see things going in the in the future? What what's uh, what what do you see in the industry now in the in the part that you're involved in? Um, oh, I would I would very much like to see more of that sort of thing happening, and and uh, the push from the government will probably. Uh, go in that direction hopefully um i don't know if it's going to go fast enough if we're going to have a zero uh, carbon footprint by 2050 um we need to go a bit faster than we do at the moment in my opinion Mm. um there's not i probably needed to do more pr work here in telco but i'm probably getting to the end of my working life so um I'm probably not going to do a hell of a lot, to be honest. But it's well, nice what, to hear that other people. What are you doing? Because you, you've got you. St- are you still um, importing products now? Yeah, if people come and ask me, I, I would do it. Um, it's no no problem at all. Um, but I'm not pushing it. Right, I'm not pushing it hard enough, and I probably should. Um, but I, I'm fucking sixty. I'm not going <laughs> to invent the world now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, having having houses like yours uh, are are a testament in themselves, and and it, that's really valuable to the industry to to have um, have that groundwork and mm-hmm. examples that people can can go and see, uh, and also provide examples of some of the products materials that are required to um, mm-hmm. to, to put a good building together like that. Uh, because yeah. I gather that even if people aren't Going all the way to certified passive house, there's still a good interest in uh, energy efficient and healthy homes that are well beyond the minimums of yeah, the, the yeah, building yeah, code. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it will. It would be lovely to see if 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 more people would would go in that direction. What I find that. All these group builders, they are pushing uh, their stuff and they're, uh, and they're just scraping through whatever they need to do. Um, so I don't know if it's possible in any way or form to, to get some of these guys on board and, and looking at more energy-efficient stuff. Uh, I don't know. 
Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of people who are leaning to these people, to these big, because they're big. They must know what they're doing. And um, do they know what they're doing? That's my question. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is a that is a big wide open question. Um, yeah, we've got Simon here as well. Simon, uh, you've spent a bit of time down in in Topor. Is that is that your region? Yes, it certainly is, Matthew. And it was a was a real pleasure to meet Kim. Um, he was actually one of the first people that I met when I started with Pro Climber about seven years ago. Nice. I remember going down to Kim's house and. I was just amazed because it was the first passive house that I'd actually been into, and it was just incredible. Um, I think you can probably remind me, Kim, but I think it was about 10 degrees outside on the day that I came to visit you. And um, if I remember, you had a, a, a single heater in the living space, but you said you weren't using it because you were achieving something like 20 degrees on the inside of the house, and you didn't have any heating on. Is that right? Uh, most likely, uh, we have we have a little radiator sitting in the la- in the downstairs uh, dining kitchen area that is uh, plugged in, but it probably at the moment probably runs uh, three four hours a day or whatever. I, I don't know. I, I'm not monitoring it that often anymore. Um, but you're probably completely right. Is what you're saying. Uh, we we are not our heating bill for the year. It's probably about two hundred dollars, two hundred fifty dollars. That's what it is for the wow. whole year. <laughs> Which is, you know, to put that in context, my heating bill for the month uh, in Auckland is yeah more more than that. Uh, and I've got solar panels on my roof, so I'm probably yeah. spending uh, around three to four hundred dollars per month. So yeah, uh, yeah. to have a total bill of the two hundred dollars for the year is quite staggering in in a colder environment. Yeah, yeah, it could maybe be two hundred and fifty, or maybe sometimes in this well, very bad three hundred dollars. But <laughs> hey, it's it's not anything I want. It's tiny. I, I want. Yeah, I don't want to even look at it. it it's um, yeah. The main thing for us is that we have a comfortable um, environment um, to live in, and we definitely have that. And and if it costs us two hundred, or it costs us five hundred, that really I don't care. No, it's so no. small amount, and we it's, we it's are in a big house. Similar. Yeah, it's a big house, 250 squares. Um, look, I can't really complain, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Simon, how, how have you seen things progressing recently in that part of the world? Um, not necessarily complete air t- um, passive house, but even just awareness of things like air tightness and, and going beyond the minimum building code requirements. So, Matthew, interesting enough, we've seen a couple of builds in Taupo. Um, I've been dealing with a couple of the builders there, and uh, we just recently did quite a big one overlooking the Taupo Lake, uh, which was a beautiful home, not uh, Passive House certified, but certainly using um, the Intello air tightness layer and a balanced heat recovery ventilation system. So we're starting to see slow growth. I would have hoped um, for um, faster growth there. If I compare it to the Waikato, where we're seeing a much quicker uptake of the awareness around um, energy efficiency and air tightness. Right. But I'm hoping that with Taupo, we're going to, to start seeing things moving forward a bit more quickly in the future. 
Yeah. Go the mighty so, white killer. Can I just ask you something, Simon? Yes. So, so why do you think that is uh, that is more in the Waikato than in Taupo? Are you talking I... to more architects there than do do here? No, no, not specifically. No. Um, it's. I must admit, one of the things is that. Um, yeah, actually, I don't know. <laughs> it's no, very no. hard to tell because I've got sort of a, a broad brush approach to speaking to architects. So I sort of work yeah. through my list and I try and speak to everyone in all of my territories and yeah. uh, run presentations. Um, yeah. But for some reason or other, it just seems to be in a slow uptake, whereas the yeah. you know the weather's pretty cold and there's a really good opportunity for building yeah. better homes. So very hard to tell. I remember we ran a, a session with Cara there probably – Four or five years ago, would it have been? I remember Cora came down and we ran an information session. Oh yeah, with it, with that was with me, wasn't it? Yes, with you, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Jason was here, was there too. Yes, that's right. So yeah, yeah. I think we need to we need to try and do some more of those type of events to start making yeah. people aware, because True. I I find a lot of people they just sort of go straight to you know sort of the the builders that are a group home builder with an office in town, they sort of mm. walk in there and they start talking about a home and they might mention energy efficiency. But I, I just think that there's not a huge amount of awareness and yeah, so yeah. people are just passing it over and they, they're assuming that the building code is going to mean that the house is going to be warm and dry. Mm. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. That's yeah. that's a big big part of the problem. Well, we'll put yeah. the challenge out there for uh, for Topo. So, you know, if, you, if you're down <laughs> that way uh, and you're looking at a project, then, uh, yeah, uh, Waikato is beating you at the moment, so you need to uh, <laughs> lift the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome. Hey, well, uh, thank you, Kim, for your, for your time. It's great to, to catch up and uh, speak to people who were at the, have been at the forefront of uh, Passive House in New Zealand and are now enjoying the benefits uh, of that uh, because it has – I think the industry has greatly benefited from from some of those early adopters and and those early examples of of houses uh, you know, when it was very small numbers. So um, great work and uh, thank you again, Simon, for helping organise um, uh, conversation today and also your work. and And you do get out into the to the regions, even though you're based here in Auckland. So um, if there are listeners out anywhere. Anywhere really, they can get in touch. But that's an area that you look after. You happy to go down and and meet with people down that way? Oh yes, most certainly, Matthew. I I generally try and travel at least once a month, and provided I've got some people in the Taupo region, always super happy to pop in there and sit down and talk to them about um, what they're planning to build and how we could perhaps offer them some solutions, and then we can put them in contact with people like Kim. So Kim recently purchased a blower door from us and um, has done some training with us. He's also done the Atma course. So I'd really like to promote Kim's services as offering blower door testing in the area so that if anyone is buying a house and they actually want to get an idea of how it's going to perform, um, a blower door test is a really good way of understanding how energy efficient that building is going to be. So, so Kim offers blower door testing as a service, and um, his details are available on our website under the blower door section. So, I would really 
recommend people contacting Kim either to design a home for them or to run a blow it all test. Yeah, awesome. Or even just to to help out if you even if you are one of those people that walk into a a group home builder, um, you know, get some advice on on how you can change upgrade that plan uh, into yeah. something that's going to work better. Yeah, exactly. We're we're really keen to work with the group home builders. I'm starting to see some of them opening up and um, discussing this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really good opportunity because um, we can offer them a, an easy assistant path whereby we can give them training in both the design and the construction side of things. We offer um, assessment of plans over email, but we also go on site to meet with the builder to actually explain to them and train them on how to install the Intella. So it's not a, a specialized trade that you have to get in a, an approved applicator. Anyone can install it who's a licensed building practitioner. Um, we've even had homeowners that have gone in and installed the Intello themselves. So it's not difficult. It's literally just a step-by-step process of installing a product, taping all of the laps, and making sure that the home is airtight. Mm. Nice. Awesome. All right. Any last words, uh, Kim? No, no, no. Just uh, thank you for for having me, and uh, thank you, Simon, for um, for um, setting my name on your on your website mm-hmm. and, and and that sort of thing. And uh, yes, if anybody um, want any kind of advice regarding energy efficiency, um, please give me a ring, and I will try to help you out. And um, if I can't, then I will uh, put you in touch with somebody who who can. Kim Felborg there of Valhalla Living. You can find him at valhallaliving.co.nz. I'll put the links in the show notes and you can find those at homestylegreen.com forward slash 272. Thank you to ProClimber and especially thank you to Simon Cater there in the Auckland office for helping arrange this interview. And we've got some more great discussions uh, coming up with other people uh, doing great stuff in around New Zealand, Australia, and uh, around the place in in uh, sustainable building. If you've got any suggestions, uh, feedback, tips, please do get in touch. And also, if you'd like to help support the show, uh, just to keep uh, some of the operating costs uh, to keep it live, then head over to homestylegreen.com, click on the Patreon button, and uh, you can make a small donation. Um, it just helps pay for the hosting and um, a few other bits and pieces just to keep keep the show running. That's it for this week. Thank you very much for listening in. Now go make a better place to live. Mm-hmm.